Well, hello, everyone. It's Mike. And Alina. And we're back with Practicing Catholic. Uh, we know it's been a minute, but a lot's been going on. So we'll give you maybe a little bit of an update of all the fun and amazing things we've been doing here at VMY. But with that, let's sit back and get ready to practice. All right, everyone. Well, again, thank you for joining us. We know uh, it's been been a couple weeks, and uh, uh, thank you for your patience. Uh, certainly not uh, for not wanting to podcast, but uh, we uh, we just got back from our mission trip, Operation Overhaul, and uh, we took uh, 33 students, 22 adults, and we were blessed to have uh, Father Luis Romero, the uh, Vocations Director of the Eastern Province for the Vincentians, uh, with us. Uh, we went to Cedar Rapids and had a great uh uh, a great time. Uh, certainly uh, had a positive impact, I think, on a lot of people. So um, thank you to everyone who helped with that. Uh, but uh, I, this week, we're kind of building on that, believe it or not. So Alina, what, what's our topic? Well, today we're going to talk about the corporal works of mercy. And we're actually going to break this up into three separate episodes so that we can cover each of the corporal works of mercy with the right amount of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And really, you know, to start, I, I we, we wanted to give you all a little bit of history. Like, where does this come from? And the the corporal works of mercy actually are scripturally based. Um, and all for, all for Bury the Dead, which is found in Tobit, um, the rest are actually found in Matthew chapter 25. And it's part of the last judgment in which Christ is, of course, talking to everyone uh, and you know, you know, Lord, when do we see you hungry? Lord, when do we see you thirsty? And it's that command of whatever you've done for the least of my brothers and sisters, you've done unto me. And so this is where, uh, we get, uh, the corporal works of mercy. And certainly to me personally, it is probably the scripture passage that has had the most profound effect on my faith. Um, and, uh, so it's something I, I strive for every day, um, and I'm very blessed to where it's it's led me in my life and 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 everything like that. So, um, you know that that's really where you can find it. So if you're, if you're looking, um, there there's a base for this that that is central to our to our faith. That, you know, Christ's command to, to to go and make disciples of all nations. In order to do that, we have to feed the hungry, give thirst, to, you know, give drink to the thirsty, clothe the naked, shelter the homeless. We have to do these things. Uh, and, and we'll talk about that in a lot greater detail. And Right. So just to like in- recap, in case any of you who are listening are not aware, um, the corporal works of mercy um, are different from the spiritual works of mercy. There's still seven of each. But the corporal works of mercy go feed the hungry, um, give drink to the thirsty, shelter the homeless, visit the sick, visit the imprisoned, bury the dead, and give alms to the poor. Yeah. Um, and as Mike was saying, we get this from... Matthew 25 and then part of it in Tobit there. But these are really important to our Catholic faith um, because they teach us by living these out how to live like Jesus lived. Mm -hmm. You know, these are things that he did while he was here on earth and these are things that he wants us to do. Mm -hmm. Um, So the... Mike, the word corporal, like where does that come in? Like why do we call these the corporal works of mercy, I guess is my question. Well, so corporal... um comes from the Latin corpus or uh, meaning body. Oh, like the Corpus Latin, Christi. Corpus Christi. Okay, body, body of, of Christ, yes. the feast of the body of Christ. Yes. So, so we are the body of Christ as the church. Okay. So uh, as the body, we become the hands, the feet, the eyes, 
you know, the lips, the, the voice of Christ hmm. here. Um, so living uh, there's body. the living body, correct. Right. Um, so that, that's one thing. Um, the, the other thing that we, we think about is that it, there, these actions are meant to be communal. You know, we're, so if we think about our church as a church community, the body is a community. What we do isn't just meant for our church community, those with whom we go to church with every Sunday, but it's meant, <coughs> excuse me, for our greater, the, the greater community in which we live. That's where we're called to minister. You know, some are called to, to travel the country and minister all over the place. But just as, as Catholics, as Christians, we are called to minister in our jobs, in our homes, and in our own neighborhood, and this is how we do it. This is how we make na- disciples of all nations. As, as we get you know, told, you know, at the end of Mass, go forth, mm-hmm. go. It, means, it doesn't mean just go home. <laughs> it means go and, and be and you know, to act. Right. In, in Matthew 25, there's three key words. Whatever you do right mm-hmm. meaning action for the least you know those who don't have and then um me meaning whatever we do for others especially those who have least we are ultimately doing for Christ and for God so those that's, are the three key words i've always focused on in that scripture no and i think that's that's um really correct but um the corporal works of mercy in comparison to the spiritual works of mercy which we hope to kind of cover maybe um in a different podcast but the spiritual works of mercy those in comparison to how these feed the body of Christ the physical body of Christ the spiritual works of mercy from my understanding feed the spiritual body of Christ these are to feed our faith correct yeah it, that's exactly right i mean so if you think about the corporal works of mercy focus just on that on the physical need uh-huh. of others yeah spiritual works of mercy focus on the spiritual needs of others okay so hence, right. hence how they're broken down Okay, so let's go ahead and dive into now. Today we are going to cover feeding the hungry, drink to the thirsty, and um, sheltering the homeless. We're just going to kind of, because it's kind of hard to separate those out, although it can be very separate things. Um, They kind of all go hand in hand, as Mm -hmm. we've noticed um, through doing this podcast and living out our own Catholic faith, how everything is tied together. You can't quite talk about one thing without talking about the other, which talks about the other, and Mm -hmm. they're all so intertwined, Mm -hmm. you know, um, likened to, you know, the Holy Spirit, you know, separate, but all the same. That's exactly right. (laughs) Separate, but the same, you know. Yeah, it just keeps coming back up. It's like the Trinity. Right. (laughs) Three in one, huh? (laughs) How's there three in one, but they're all, they're all separate, but yet they're, but yet they're all the same. Exactly. Anyway, continue. I'm sorry. No, no, that's perfect. Like I just, and uh, God's plan never ceases to amaze me because it's just, you know, the more and more you dive into it, the more you're like, oh, well, that's kind of obvious, but at the same time makes perfect sense. And if everybody just did that, we'd be living in perfect, you know, communion with all oh, of yeah. our fellow man and Absolutely. animals and earth and, you know. Yeah, I mean, if if we honestly took the time to um, really live out these these corporal works of mercy um, to a greater extent, if, if more of us did them, and I'm not saying like everyone's bad. That's not our intention. But if we <laughs> if we all did it better, right, the impact would be tremendous. Correct. It really would be. So uh, you said feeding the hungry first. Feeding the hungry. All right. So feeding the hungry is kind of self-explanatory, as are um, most of the 
corporal works of mercy because yes. they're talking about the physical. So it's physical. kind of a little bit easier to understand. So they, you know, Jesus said, feed my people. Like he mm-hmm. meant physically feed them. Yes. He also meant to spiritually feed them. But today we're talking about physically feeding the hungry. Correct. Um, so how can we do that? What does that look like? Well, yeah. um, some simple things to do when you're feeding the hungry, obviously feeding the homeless, mm-hmm. feeding uh, those who are poor mm-hmm. or love low income. Mm-hmm. You know, you could do this by donating to food banks, serving at food pantries, uh, soup kitchens, all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Um, but there's also a few more things that we can do that are not just those big obvious ones, but totally tie into this. Yeah. So for one, stop wasting food. Oh, yeah. Big time. You, we talk about this all the time. You 25% know. of the food that comes into a family's homes is thrown away. I believe that. 25%. I throw of away half the bananas all, all day long. I mean, yeah. It's, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, half eaten this, a half eaten that, a molded. Um, yeah, and I just, I, the reason I know that statistic, literally, I just wrote it and, and um, it was just part of my last semester. So yeah. uh, I happen to know that statistic, 25%. Um, and that doesn't even account account for the percent of food lost in the production or manufacturing process. No, no just in our homes. Yeah. Right. And so like stop wasting food. For me, this is all of those half bananas and the bananas that the kids don't eat because they start getting brown spots on them. Um, they go into my freezer and once a year, Alina makes banana bread. Banana like, bread. Like last year, I made like 45 <laughs> loaves of yeah. banana bread. Now, they're not giant loaves. You got to tell No, no, no. They're, they're, they're mini they're, loaves. They're mini they're, loaves. They're mini but loaves. But still, you are repurposing that food right to give to others i know (laughs) Um, me and my husband can go round around about the rotten bananas in the freezer (laughs) but this is my way of feeding the hungry because i am not wasting yeah um you know so like we said donating to food banks volunteering at soup kitchens that kind of stuff but what about cafeteria duty yeah i mean you know when we when we think about feeding the hungry I, you know, we, we often tie it to, of course, those in poverty. Yes. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you, you know, we could you could volunteer at a nursing home mm-hmm. and help feed the hungry there. You can help, uh, you know, volunteer at a, at a high school cafeteria. Right. They're always uh, looking they, for volunteers. They're always like, looking for the volunteers. The teachers always have it out there, like needing people for Need cafeteria. Yeah. They want parents just to come and like watch the kids so the teachers yeah. can eat. Because those teachers are hungry. You're feeding the hungry. Yeah. The hungry doesn't have yeah. to be the homeless person on the corner, although that is wonderful and you that should is, be doing yes, we that. we should be doing that. You should be doing that. There is littler ways yeah. to do that and still yeah. live out um, this particular corporal work of mercy. Yeah. Um, and in all these acts, the simple, the simplicity of them, yes, is is key. Uh, you just being that example to others mm-hmm. is key. It is, you know, and it's it, to me one of the things I think uh, I would say is it's becoming more proactive versus reactive. Yep, we always have this. Um, you know, like my parish always has like a fall food drive, mm-hmm. you know, like filled the pantry. Right. And and so everybody gets, you know, gangbusters and hey, we're going to fill the pantry. And mm-hmm. that's wonderful. And but, you know, one of the things I've started to do recently is every time I go to the store and I have to get milk or something like that, I buy two extra cans of beans or corn or something or some fresh produce. And I just drive to the food pantry. Yeah. I just do it then. I don't wait. Right. And I've started to do this. So I go to the grocery store once a week. 
I pick up the extra things. I just drop it off and make it part of your budget. Became, budget it in. It's exactly what I did. I started budging it in. Right. And I started trying to make a better habit of it being proactive versus reactive. Right. And I think we talked about this in a previous podcast. Um, one of my, like, my mom tips that I had seen in one of my Catholic mom sites on Facebook was like when she takes her kids grocery shopping with her and they're like, mom, I want this. Mom, I want this. Mom, I want this. She lets them pick out one item from the store one one food item and eat for each kid and then they take it to the food pantry this mm-hmm. satisfies the kids is i want i want i want but is also teaching them to be conscious of those who don't have and they don't wow. even know it you know and so it's wow. it's twofold and so she's like this is like the greatest thing ever and so i've started doing that with my own kids oh wow and it's like the, the neatest thing like cuz claire's obsessed my middle one you know mac and cheese like the shell mac and cheese, just not just cheap mac and cheese. You got to have like the Velveeta shell mac and, and cheese. cheese. Okay. So I let her buy two because that's what she wants. She wants, she wants, she wants. So I let her buy two. And then the other one we dump off in church. You that's know, great. Because it's I her mean, favorite. And, you know, in her brain, like some other kid is getting, getting her, her favorite thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but what a great lesson. I mean, this is another way. I mean, hungry doesn't apply, you know, again, feed the hungry. That doesn't imply poverty. No. It's just those who are hungry. Right, like we talked about the cafeteria yeah. duty. I mean, um, now, here's here's another one. It just popped into my head. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, I, back in Ohio, you know, I was a part of the um, homebound ministry mm-hmm. um, where we would take Euch- the Eucharist to people. That's feeding the hungry. Mm-hmm. You know, it is. Well, we get into that kind of like in the spiritual works of mercy. Like yeah, that's more but, spiritual works of mercy. But it really is because this is the f- flesh of my flesh. This is yeah, the so, literal body of yeah, Christ. I, and you are taking yeah. the Corpus Christi, the mm-hmm, body mm-hmm. of Christ yeah. to those who are hungry for it in a spiritual sense. Correct. And you're still and you are still feed. And I know it's kind of skirting that edge a little bit. I mean, right. it's a little it's on there, but we have to think about it that way. We it do. is true food. Right. It, I mean, it goes, it's a spiritual food, but it is food. It is. It, it goes deep. What we're trying to reiterate is this goes deeper than just feeding the homeless man on the corner. Yep. Um, as a busy mom who works full time and has three kids and one really overgrown kid that they call a husband. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, for me, feeding the hungry literally means feeding my own family it means getting off of work on time getting home making a nutritious meal Mm -hmm. like feeding my own family because Mm -hmm. i'm feeding the hungry and with that comes that family time that comes those nightly dinners it comes health and we're teaching our kids so much more than sitting around a family uh, family dinner table together is a greatest gift right right it really is um i also want to point out for people with little kids how can you incorporate this with your young kids or teachers um teach them to share share their Mm -hmm. food share it with siblings share it with a friend you know um my kids are always fighting over snack foods and it's you know feeding the hungry this is a corporal work of mercy if you can put that in their brains we dumb down kids a lot oh we really do we really do we don't think that they catch on you just have to keep reiterating and then one day it's going to click and they're going to go oh my gosh my mom you know to this day i have to eat my whole plate because they're starving kids in ethiopia (laughs) 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 you know this is the time you know i was like four years old my mom's been trying to like get me to feed the hungry stop wasting food (laughs) yeah no but but no i mean i I think it it, it does i mean these that's where that comes from it does um one more thing i also want to uh 
kind of off the wall idea for feeding the hungry. Um, they're becoming more popular, and this is just the greatest thing I've seen. Setting up a meal train mm-hmm. for people who are going into surgery, having a new baby, everything like funerals. that. Funerals, so, yeah, someone who's ill. Yeah, yeah, we've I've, we've seen some of those here in the community, and that's and, so and cool. I will tell you that is so impactful when. Um, you know, when a family doesn't have to worry about a meal mm-hmm. uh, because of the other challenges that they have, whether that's physical, emotional, health, right. it doesn't matter. Even if they financially could order pizza every single night, that's not good. Yeah. Make them a dang meal. Take yeah. take that newborn mom. Yeah. You know, so many times I've seen moms who just did everything right and they end up having a premature birth Mm -hmm. and they were not ready for that you know and now they have not only given birth to their child but they're home the kids up in the city they're going back and forth they have other kids at home that they need to feed and making nutritious meals is the last thing on that list of things to do and being able to say here's a casserole No, a homemade, I mean, casserole. homemade casserole. I mean, yeah, I goes mean, goes a lot farther. Absolutely, welcoming someone to your neighborhood with, you know, with a gift. Yeah, um, yeah, but, going over and meeting the neighbors. Hey, I'm Jeff. Hi, welcome or, to the neighborhood. Yeah, exactly. I mean, these are. It's a great thing, and we've seen that, and, yeah. and it's really nice to see how. It, it continues. It does bring a community. Together. It does. It does. And, and that's what we're being called to do here, yep. you know, to feed the homeless guy on the corner, but also to feed our neighbor, because how can you, you know, help somebody across the world in Africa if you can't help your neighbor? Mm-hmm. Well, and, and again, it would love God, love neighbor. Exactly. And if you're loving God, you understand how that that simple act. Yes. will uh, You know, will translate to to loving neighbors so. exactly and we're just trying to live like christ lived yep. um so that rolls into um give drink to the thirsty, thirsty. Which, again is kind of self-explanatory here you know um like people who are thirsty you should offer, give, them, yeah. offer them something to drink but going deeper into that mm-hmm. what are some of those ways that we can live this out like on a daily basis you know not just giving the homeless guy on the corner a bottle of water or the mailman who is you know, running around in the hundred degree weather that we've been having a cold drink of water. Um, but things that we can do like that. So pick up those extra cases of water. Like you said, when you're out grocery shopping, get a case of water, give it to the food pantry. Mm -hmm. You know, they might put that on reserve for when we have, you know, boil orders Uh, like here in town, we live in a mining town. So every once in a while that happens where you go under a boil order. Cape, We had a couple water main breaks uh, the last two weeks and there were, you know, two three thousand people on boil orders for yeah. like two weekends and i mean that's a whole weekend like thursday friday saturday sunday can't turn back on monday i mean yeah, yeah that little that, i mean that little type of action can certainly um you know positively affect someone you know it's just being mindful it's it's you know you know we saw it, at, it you know on our mission trip where someone was hot and they're like hey let me get you a bottle of water exactly i mean just recognizing it in right. someone else. The mailman in the 100 degree heat, the guy on the mm-hmm. corner. How about, you know, my kids are, we're in full blown softball season here. Mm. One night bringing a bottle, bringing case of water for the team. The team. There you go. There's you know, a great way. You know, just like, oh, hey, you know, um, well, I mean, that turned into Gatorade for us. It was our turn <laughs> to bring the Gatorade, but, <laughs> but you know. <laughs> you know, okay, fine. But, you know, <laughs> yeah, Gatorade, but it's, whatever. It, it still, you know, gets to there. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know, I mean, don't waste water either. This is a big one for me. I am uh, that awful person that has to consciously turn off the water like when I'm doing uh-huh. dishes because I want to let it run. I don't want to fill up a sink full of dishes. I'm not an 80 year old lady. Like I don't want to fill up a sink full of dishes, <laughs> do all of those dirty pans in that same dirty dish water like that grosses me out. No, I want to let the water run. But you know what? <laughs> Busha was right. 80 year old ladies are right. You don't waste water. There is no harm in doing that. And then you rinse your dishes. Mm hmm. 
Like I've got to be better yeah. about that. Like yeah. I, unfortunately, like I'm growing up and I grew up in that generation of wastefulness and now we have to yeah. get back to that yeah. for our environment's sake. But sure. also, I mean, for I grew up, I grew up drinking from a, from a fire hose. It turned out. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not saying I yeah. didn't do that. Yeah, but, but you know, no, no, I know what you mean. I mean, turning the water off when you're brushing your teeth. Mm-hmm. You know, taking quicker showers. Mm-hmm. All that little stuff. Right. Yeah. Um. Here's a good one. This was my fun fact for the thrift store a while back. Oh. It takes four, ga- forty gallons. Yeah. Of water to manufacture one T-shirt. That's a lot. So, like, you're wearing a T-shirt today. You're actually wearing the Mission Trip T-shirt from this year. Yes. Um. And that took 40, 40 gallons, gallons of water wow. for that one T-shirt, wow. you know, so back to reduce, reuse, recycle being um, health conscious here, both for ourselves and the environment by shopping used mm-hmm. and donating your items in turn. Sure. You're helping cut down on that wasteful spending of just even water. Wow. Yeah. Um, wow. And then I want to say, you know, there's always those clean water projects yeah. going around um well yeah there's there's several of those there's a couple like um there's one uh, uh knight of columbus recently he, yeah uh, he was doing something was it south america africa i can't remember I don't, it's wells of hope though that's yeah, what you were telling me before yes. the podcast that yeah. it was wells of hope with the knights of columbus and that's a clean water project yep um and then there's also um cath um cross catholic outreach they usually come like mm-hmm. to church and speak and a big part of what they do is digging clean wells for people who don't mm-hmm. you know people in africa people in yeah. um southeast asia I mean, and that, who need we, clean drinking water we don't water. think about that how blessed we are but you, know, have, you yes. know you know you know there are countries where literally there's no running water mm-hmm. i mean in in the town Right. I mean, it's, you know, well, no even, proper sanitation, no, no proper. And, and we have to be mindful of that. Right. And by turning off the water when I'm doing dishes or when I'm brushing my teeth, yep. I can remember those people who don't have access to clean drinking water and offer that up. Mm-hmm. You know, not every mm-hmm. little thing can be a prayer. You know, nothing has to be, um, you know, uh, Martin DePore said um, everything from sweeping to scraping vegetables to weeding a garden and waiting wow. on the sick can be a prayer if it was offered to God. And that's that. That's me turning off the water wow. while I'm brushing my teeth to offer it up for those people who wow. are do not have clean drinking water. Mm-hmm. I might not be able to monetarily donate to you, um, yeah. but I can offer my prayers to you Correct. in that sense. Um, and then, um, you know, keeping an extra bottle of water in your car for you know you see that homeless guy you have a thirsty kid in the back or whatever just being mindful Mm -hmm. of that especially in this heat um you know like the postal workers the trash man you know any of those people that it does it doesn't you know the homeless guy on the street is great and thank you so much to everyone who does that and you should do that but you can also do it for your neighbor yeah exactly back to your neighbor back to your neighbor exactly we don't have to go find um someone far away to help them sometimes it's just starting with the neighbor next door the you know the elderly lady who's sitting next door by herself and you invite her over for you know a a cup of tea and some and some scones yeah a little bit of that no we're american we don't have scones (laughs) yes you do no we don't Uh, whatever you know Um, what i mean tea and crumpets no (laughs) sorry a little bit of that southern hospitality yeah but yeah sweet tea tea and glass of lemonade exactly that's what i mean it's it's, because in in doing so that's giving drink to the thirsty correct and in doing so you're developing those relationships you're developing those friendships you're developing that 
And that's what we're called to do. I mean, you mm-hmm. can't you can't make a disciple without having a relationship. So. Exactly. And and just to also in this heat again, because this mm-hmm. is when people get so dehydrated, offering up, you know, your daily prayers for all of those who are thirsty, not just mm-hmm. the homeless and those who don't have access to clean drinking water, mm-hmm. um, but also for just, again, the people in our neighborhoods, the postal workers, the trash man, the mechanics mm-hmm. who are outside working in the heat, the farmers, mm-hmm. all of these people who are providing necessary goods so that you cannot be thirsty. Yeah. You know, our city workers, our MoDOT mm-hmm. workers. Oh, yeah. And, and actually, I have a tradition. Anyone who comes in our house like to do like, like the air conditioner guy, mm-hmm. like they, we just had our spring checkout, right? He's in the house and he's all done. It's like, hey, before you leave, would you like something to drink? Mm-hmm. Oh, no, I'm good. Right. They're I, I offer every time. You should, you some should people, offer. Some people do. You know, some people, oh, can't get a glass of water? Great, sure. We always do that. I learned that from my mom. Yeah. that's My mom, whenever someone came over to fix something or do something, would you like a glass of water? Can I get you a soda? Can I? That was my, that was her. And I didn't understand what she was doing, but like you, you know, getting the two boxes of macaroni, I picked up on it and I even started, you know, so when, you know, we had our house, Trudy and I started going, oh, hey, I'm going to, so, you know, the guy came in, hey, let me get you, let me get, get you a glass of water. Let me get you some iced tea. Let me, right. you know, and you, you don't know how much people appreciate that sometimes. You don't, you don't, you know, and so um, that's, you know, drink to the thirsty. And we've been hitting on the homeless for our um, a while now because these things all overlap and they all kind of go together. But um, specifically talking next about sheltering the homeless. And again, that sounds pretty self-explanatory, sheltering the homeless. So yes, yep. you know, volunteer at the, you know, crisis centers at mm-hmm. the homeless shelters, you know, especially in the winter when it's cold. Um, if you have a struggling neighbor, somebody within your community who yep. is falling on hard times, offering them that warm bed for a period of time, yep. you know, in this heat, your elderly mm-hmm. who don't have access to central air, mm-hmm. you know, offering them, um, you know, possibly to buy them a window unit and yeah. put it in if you were yeah. able to do that. But hey, you want to come over this evening for 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 dinner? You know, let, yeah. feed them, give them drink, let them hang out for a while, yeah. let them cool down. Mm-hmm. Um, I know in today's society, it's kind of hard yeah. to bridge that gap because we're so afraid. But trust in the Lord and pray about it and know when it's the right time. Yeah, I would say, and and it's you know, there's even times where. You may have family members who are struggling. Yes. Um, Whether that be financially, financially or, mentally. or mentally or whatever. Physically. Uh, so it may be family members. It could even be friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, opening your door to them uh, in that time uh, is, you know, that, you know, you may have where, you know, spouses are going through, you know, uh, you know, period of time where they need space um, and they're trying to work through something and. And, you know, helping host someone in that time correct, can be challenging. Yeah, and a good... Um, but it's a good thing. Um, and a good Catholic atmosphere like that yeah. to be able to say like, hey, why don't you come stay a few days with us? You know, um, yeah. if, whether that be your nieces or your nephews mm-hmm. or, you know, the a family member who might be an addict or struggling Whatever. in their marriage. Um, but even elderly ailing parents, when oh, you, yeah. rather than put them in a nursing home... Mm-hmm taking them into your house mm-hmm. and agreeing to take care of them, which I know everybody's not able to do. Um, yeah. I w- my family was really blessed that we were able to work that out with my grandma, you know, to be able to, my busha, to be able to, to bring her home with us and, you know, share the time so that yeah. we could watch her and care for her. But the homeless person doesn't actually have to be without a 
home. Correct. You know, she she had her own house, but she was unable to care for herself, and yeah. we provided that. And and I think yeah, I mean, there's so many different ways this can go. I there mean, is certainly you know you know volunteering your time at the shelters mm-hmm. is is key. If you haven't done it, I encur- you know we would certainly encourage it. Um, you know, giving financially. You know, granted, we'll talk about that a little bit more all, with alms, but um, you know, there there are ways that you know what is it thirteen. Well, 13 million children tonight will go to bed without uh, a meal. Mm-hmm. And uh, of that 13 million, like 12 don't have a house mm-hmm. or, or, or a bed. I mean, so, right. for, so as, for as much wealth that we have in this country, um, you know, you're talking millions are affected. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, when when you see, you know, it, it becomes what can we do better? You know, maybe maybe you got, maybe your area doesn't have a warming shelter. Uh, maybe that's something you can help. Uh, by partnering with St. Vincent de Paul or your local, you know, community leaders to find and, and help create a shelter, right. uh, especially during the winter months where it's much colder. You got snow and, you, you know, you have things like that. Maybe you could mm-hmm. be, become a catalyst for that. Right. Um, or yeah. at your parish. I mean, some parishes we know do that. They open their doors. So uh, DuPaul USA is a great one up in the city. You yeah. know, that's a branch. Another one of our Vincentian brothers and sisters that specifically work with homeless outreaches. Um, but also St. Vincent de Paul, you can get involved with um, a VMY mm-hmm. near you, you know, with the youth. And, you know, we take the kids to the homeless shelters and that yep. so that they can be more exposed to that. But also just simple things like donating your clothes. Uh-huh. You know, um, you can donate your mattress. You know, you upgrade your mattress. You go from a twin size. You know, your kids get in a bigger bed. They go from a twin size to a, to a full, full size donate that gently used mattress so that somebody else can purchase it for a very very low cost or possibly mm-hmm. for free so that their kid isn't sleeping on the floor mm-hmm. you know we help tons of people every week who come in and they're like my kid is sleeping on the floor yeah it's like why doesn't your kid have a bed mm-hmm. you know and it's like you know that just blows my mind and it's like let us help yeah you know and so we partner with our other organizations to get these kids these beds yeah. uh, some other just off the wall ideas that kind of go with, you know, the sheltering, the homeless, um, consider fostering. Mm, that's a good one. You know, this is something that is a special calling to people. Yeah. Um, but there are thousands of kids who are, you know, in the foster care system who are going through the system. And we know we hear horror stories about those kids in the system. So Mm -hmm. provide that good stable home until, their parents or yeah. loved ones can get back on their feet, you know, or mm-hmm. foster to adopt, you know, if and you foster really to adopt. Yeah. I was going to say, if it, you really feel so called to do it, you know, find that needy family, you know, down the mm-hmm. street and offer, Hey, is there anything, you know, I can get for you? Is there, you know, um, y- you know, it's winter, it's getting cold. You know, I know you need to seal your windows mm-hmm. and, you know, do you, um, can, can we help you do that one day? Mm-hmm. You know, I know that's going on. Um, Help a family who is trying to adopt. You know, there's Mm -hmm. tons of families out there. I see them on Facebook um, because it's become really popular. It's been the um, easiest way for people who are wanting to adopt Mm. um, to put it out there on Facebook. And it just keeps getting shared and keeps getting shared. And then you have a closed adoption where it goes from 
the birth mother directly to the family, you yeah. know, and there's the legal side of it and everything, but support that family who's trying to adopt yeah. because adoption is very, very expensive and very, very trying on that family. Mm-hmm. Um, you can sponsor a child through organizations like Haiti 180. Mm-hmm. You know, you can sponsor a kid over in a foreign country and ensure that, you know, for like mm-hmm. what they say, like pennies a day, you yeah. know, you can feed a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, but in, and it's true. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Literally for pennies it is, a day. It is. You know, you can do that. Um, another great one is Compassion International. We hear about mm-hmm. them a lot. Um, so these are organizations that if you want to do it on a more global scheme that you can do it. So sure. Yeah. And, and, and those are really good suggestions. I, to be honest, as we were preparing for the show, I didn't even think of those. I mean, what a, I mean, what a great thing to, yeah, that's to, my job. to, to recommend. <laughs> no, I mean, <laughs> no, but I mean, it's really, I mean, those are, those are things that we, we often forget about. Yeah. Um, we get so captured within our own world. We don't think sometimes outside. So, right. um, again, ladies and gentlemen, there's a lot of great things out there. And like I said, and, and like Elena said at the beginning, this is just our first of, of three episodes yes. on this amazing topic. So, yep. um, I guess before we wrap up the show, any, any last words, any reminders for, for our audience? Um, I do want to leave you with a quote, but before I do that, as always, please like, share, subscribe, um, pray about it. Consider becoming a Patreon subscriber. Um, if you can do that, you're going to help us, uh, create more of these podcasts, um, so that we can bring them to more listeners, especially, you know, our youth, um, Mm -hmm. here within Vincentian Marion youth and people all over the world. So really pray about that. But the biggest compliment you can give us is to keep telling other people about us and of course, pray for us yeah that's Um, key that's huge for us i also want to say that our thrift store if you are local is hiring Oh, yeah. Um, so yeah. if you've ever considered working for our organization, now is your opportunity. We're looking for a part-time person. So you can check out our website at vmycmo.org yeah. um, to learn more about the position or anything else about the organization. That's great. That's great. Well, everyone, um, we're going to leave. We're going to sign off here with, with this quote. So go ahead, Alina. All right. Um, coming at you from Mama T here. She's <laughs> my favorite. Um, <laughs> she said, if you can't feed 100 people, feed one. Okay, folks, there it is. That's a, that's a mic drop from Mother, from Mother Teresa. We're going to end it on that. So God bless you. We will see you next week. And until then, keep practicing.